welcome, 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 everyone. Good morning. Welcome to another episode of Neon Jellyfish Arcade. I am your host, Philip, and with me, as always, is my faithful companion, Sean. How are you doing this week, Sean? All good, all good. Good stuff. Um, this week, we've got a fun-packed episode, two topics of conversation that have hit us this week. We've got the um, taking EA taking Anthem off of life support, the cancellation, as well as a Pokemon, I don't think they call them Pokemon Directs, but... A Pokemon trailer announcement. Essentially, it's a direct. It was just a. Uh, they've. I, they just refer to it as a Pokemon presents, but Poke- it is the. Essentially, it follows the same format as a Nintendo Direct. It's just by the Pokemon company. Okay, so there we are. Pokemon Direct. Looking at the new games, we'll be discussing the the two remakes as well as the new game um, of Pokemon coming out. But first, as always, what have you been playing this week, Sean? What's been on your Switch? I say Switch because I doubt you'll be playing the Xbox, but you might surprise me. Yeah, I was playing a bit of um, the Master Chief Collection. No, it wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) That would be a surprise. I was about to. No, I mean, I'm sure it's fine and that, but Halo's never done it for me. I've not done much this week, I'll be honest. Just been there checking out. some of the Animal Crossing stuff. They've had uh, just some of the things uh, for the island, some of the special items. So at the beginning of this month, the end of February, beginning of March, they've had, I think it's a Japanese thing. It's like, it does have a Japanese name, but I saw someone on uh, YouTube translate it as like Girls Day. Um, but you can get some special items and special lanterns and stuff like that for the island. And obviously, as of the 1st of March, uh, as part of the Mario 35th anniversary, you can get uh, the Mario themed items. You can get, you can have like the Mario coins on your islands, the, the block, the question mark block. Uh, you can obviously dress your character up as either Wario, Luigi, Mario, or Peach. Um, and obviously, you just got loads of different little Mario bits. So I've just been buying and messing around with some of those things, but nothing could do in depth. Mm, fair enough, fair enough. Um, well, I say this week I have been playing, and to get ready for it, because I'm about to shock you, I have been playing Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. <gasps> I can well, hear people gasp. Yeah, it's not a complete shock to me because I learned it too. <laughs> Maybe not to you, but I imagine there are many viewers are probably thinking, Philip, playing a Nintendo game? Am I, am I listening to the right podcast? This, 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 this ain't me on Jellyfish Arcade. This one, not the one I like to anyway. But no, it's true, uh, fellow listeners. It, I have been listening to, uh, I'm listening to, uh, playing uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. I just started it, so I can't really talk much about it, but I'm getting into it. I'm getting the grooves. I'm heading out. Uh, me and Link are on our journey. Um, the story it's is riveting. Um, it's kind of, uh, it, just to point out, it's so this is what I'm kind of curious when you get a bit more into it don't get me wrong there is part of me that wishes the story was better but mm. the sort of Zelda games are sort of known for that as I think I've I think I've said this previously that exploration sort of discovery as opposed to that story and I know obviously we had this discussion the other week where you sort of would rate story higher than sort of gameplay and other sort of um, 
aspects of game uh, of of what goes into a game like stories like the the number one for you so it will be interesting to know how this because this story is not and like I said, uh, up front and centre in this game. And yeah, hold on, hold on. Who, who, who's, game, who's, who's talking about the game here, Sean? You and me. <laughs> All right. Uh, just, well, it's just that you was knocking it for something I don't feel it's trying to... It's not trying to tell an epic-ish kind of... St- well, I don't know. It sort of is and isn't, I guess. But, yeah, no, that's fine. But there we are. I've been playing that game. Also been getting back into Call of Duty and... Um, just playing a bit, you know, season two dropped, um, of course, so they've got new content. I just went back and checked it out. I'm not sure if I'm going to go for the grind, but I must admit, I do, don't recall Call of Duty. I feel like me and Call of Duty, Black Ops Cold War, have come to an understanding. It was a, it was a tough time in the beginning. I almost felt like I lost my mojo a little bit. I felt a little bit insecure. I started questioning my life decisions. Um, and then recently I feel like, you know what? I'm starting to have good games. That 1.04 KD, which is the lowest KD I've ever had in a Call of Duty, is starting to come up. And I was starting to feel good about myself. And of course, I've got to give a shout out to my uh, Gears of War Horde crew Friday night. They know who they are. Richard and Paul. And if you're listening, shout out. Every Friday night, we do our little Horde one and I'm liking the setup that we go in. We're going to keep it running, see how, my, how it goes. And that's what I've been playing. But my, my new game will be Legend of Zelda Yakuza. It's going to take a bit of a back burner, but I will come back to it. Um, but that's what we've been playing this week. Moving on to the news. Do you want to talk about the news, Sean? No, you go for it. I forget what you was going to mention. Oh, you were going to mention something about Anthem. Well, I will, I will, we'll get to the Anthem just in a sec. But some good news is um, Xbox has, uh, did some back compatibility. We missed this off last week. It was on the agenda, so I'll put it back on here. Um, to rectify that mistake, is that their back compatibility, they're boosting the frame rates of some of the 360 games um, up um, quite considerably. Um, So that's quite good that they can do that. Microsoft really going for that backwards compatibility angle, which is a good thing in my opinion. They seem to be them, and I suppose you could put Nintendo in there to some, even though I'm sure they do it a different way. Uh, at least, uh, you know, they're, they're looking after that back catalogue. They are putting this, this is it from now on. Any game comes with you. And we're, even, and we're going to go back and upgrade those games. I like it. I think it's a nice thing that they do. I think it shows you that they, not that necessarily they care, but gives you a little bit, you know, makes you feel a little bit fuzzy inside. Um, a little bit more, um, looking at Halo, a little bit of Halo news, that the Coalition, who of course may call you, uh, call you Gears of War, have come out and uh, apparently been helping 343 Studios in regards to helping them with their textures. Um, as we saw in the summer, then not many people were blown away by their graphics. In the summer? When they released, when they had that showcase. Or it might have been, yeah, it was in the summer. Yeah, I thought it was later than that. Well, I guess it would have been the summer, July. actually. When, uh, yeah. yeah, it was July. Yeah, no, 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 I guess, yeah, so I, I guess I was getting confused because I was with the what was originally going to be its release date, which was obviously going to yeah. be the, the that, winter. That's fine. Um, so, <clears> that, so they're in coalition, which I can only think is a good thing. I mean, I'm we're, we're all looking... I mean, I'm, <laughs> we don't know what's going to happen with that game, so let's just, uh, let's just keep our powder dry and hope that they can... Um, hopefully that this game that's going to be delayed by a year um, actually comes out and is actually, you know what, well, everyone's going to be going, yeah, well done. Bit of I don't know. I know it's Play part that. of me. I mean, 
Halo really isn't my thing, and it's not to obviously say that it's a bad game or anything like that. But um, I don't know. I am of the thing like even if it was pushed to Christmas 2022, um, and it might be easier to say if it's not my thing, but like just get the game out when it's when it's ready. It's like obviously, I guess much more of my thing is obviously Breath of the Wild 2, which obviously a lot of people are waiting on and maybe suspect it be this year because it is the 35th anniversary. But at the end of the day, even though that is a game I'm more interested in, if, it, if it's not going to be ready until next year, then, you know, I guess the, that's the issue CD Projekt Red ran into. It's like, what would you rather have? A game that's, I know you don't consider it broken. Um, depends on your terminology, please. But a game that doesn't perform the way it should, in your view, or a game that's, you know, there's always going to be bugs in games, especially with those open world ones. But a game that's <laughs> to the best it can be. And I'd say most people, most understanding people, would rather just wait until it's ready. So I would sort of say... Don't get me wrong, obviously the Microsoft exclusive slate looks quite sort of bare at the moment, but I would sort of say like if it if it means you've got to wait until next year then and, and you're gonna get a better experience for it, then I'd say so be it. Yeah, well time will only tell. Let's just wish them well and let's hope that they can achieve. But then obviously big news comes out. I mean, we are a little bit, we're talking about this a little bit later, but I kind of like the fact that we are talking about it a bit later because let's the dust settle a little bit um and then we'll before we can uh, go into it. But obviously, the big one of the biggest news is that came out was, of course, Anthem. And I, I hate to be right, but we even called it, go back four episodes, when I said, I reckon it's going to be cancelled four episodes ago before there was even these rumours going around. Your boy, Philip, got there first. Um, saying that it was going to be cancelled, I couldn't see it going ahead. So I would be surprised if it was. Came out um, a week ago, Apparently there was a skeleton st- staff working at 30 people. This next experience, from what I hear, I don't know if it's true or not, but it sounds quite believable, that they kind of showed them um, what the next experience was. It didn't look promising. Um, and EA basically said, no more future support to keep the servers up. But the game that you've got now in Anthem, apparently it's got bugs. I'm very sceptical when people say, well, the game's broken. Um, what you got now is what you're going to get. Um, is is what it's going to be indefinitely. I'm sure they might do some many bugs if something does get terribly fixed, but that's what it is going forward. A um, a kind of kind of things that start you know bombastic like Anthem's launch always kind of go out on the whimper, and I feel like this is one that kind of gone out on the whimper and probably the best decision um, that they made. A lot of things that drove this decision was. Again, it didn't work the way it was. Um, the game wasn't didn't play to Bioware strengths, even though I'm starting to wonder what those strengths are these days. <laughs> I just no. I mean, I kind of agree with the strengths. Like I've always found that a bit weird that approach. Um, it's like I think I've mentioned things like this in the past. Like you know, you've got a studio that is good at uh, sort of Western RPG style single player experiences and they acquired them and then sort of I mean it's hard to I know everyone kind of hates on EA but it's hard to know where that the actual decision making kind of came from like to 
for that studio to change direction. It's like you're known for one thing that you do quite well. And now I, I can get like people might want to branch off and do other things, but it's like you would, I don't know if it would have been easier under the umbrella of EA to move around in studios. I mean, I have no idea on that. Like if you wanted to move from Bioware to, I can't think of another one, but who could sort of say the team that works on FIFA, for example. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't Xbox. Yeah, sports. Oh, right. Yeah, no, but I'm sure that, yeah, okay, maybe that's just what they're called. But yeah, whatever those studios are called uh, that do all the sports titles. But yeah, for example, whether there's that flexibility to sort of move around, but that's how you sort of build that reputation. It's like if, you know, Pixar was to suddenly branch off into horror films, you know, 18 rated horror film, you know, you'd be like, what the hell? It's not to say they would do them badly necessarily, but it's like they built a reputation for doing some pretty stellar animation. It just sort of seems a weird, like I've always found that a bit weird with the Bioware thing. It's like they've built a good solid reputation for one thing and then it kind of felt like, you know, they wasn't interested in pursuing that any further type of thing. Um, and like I said, it, it, there's part of me that admires that because it, it can be quite brave to sort of break the mould and go off in a different direction. But it can be. the problem is there was a lack of leadership there. So that direction they were going in, it didn't feel like anyone knew what, felt like they were changing path, but no one knew what path they were changing. No to. one knew who was driving this train. <laughs> Um, but you, you're absolutely right in what you say. Um, it's just being played to their strengths. Um, I do think Bioware, you know, it's, it's, it, I mean, it started off, I mean, remember when it came out? I mean, I played it, uh, I played the beta, and I must admit, I thought it was very lackluster. I was like, I'm not ready for a looter shooter. I know it came out, and it almost looked like the whole Bioware setup, the whole development was mismanaged. They didn't know what the game was going to be like. There was no, you could have mentioned the word destiny. Um, even though that's the game that you should be aspiring to be or beat, even. Well, I find sometimes the problem with those kind of things is, um, and don't get me wrong, this is another risky thing as well. It's like that thing where you where you try and chase the trends or do you try and be someone who sets the trends? And obviously it doesn't always pan out and it doesn't always work. Like you can try something new and it, you can fall absolutely flat on your face and lose a lot of money and it doesn't work but other times it can really kind of you can break away do your own it's not to say you was always the first to do it but sometimes you can break away and set a new trend um and then you know you'll have obviously everyone else that tries to sort of follow in that thing and i kind of feel bioware got themselves into that thing where they were sort of trying to chase maybe what other studios and companies would kind of doing but didn't but it was outside of what they're used to doing therefore they kind of got a bit lost like there was a kind of vision but it wasn't fully thought through and sort of halfway through there was you know you realize it's out in the middle of the ocean type well, thing, the ex- away from any land and you were like well the what, expo where am i well, what direction ex- do i go in well the expose that jason schreier did was about you know no one really knew where it was going and the game was only rushed together in the last 18 months when they were like we've got to set a decision and i do think it's crazy the game that 
and you say branching out and going after the game that sets the standard in the console world is destiny not mentioning the word destiny in your game development is a dangerous thing because that's your biggest competitor is like i'm sure call of duty when they make their games well maybe not anymore because they come battlefield and it's six players but i'm sure when battlefield makes their games i'm sure they're just not ignoring their competitors and i'm sure other games they're coming out into a looter shoot is an extremely competitive market i'm sure they don't ignore their competitors and i just think it's crazy bad management um, it's come to an end. Um, I do hope that Bioware, but interestingly enough, a little bit further of a story, is that Star Wars, the old Republic, no, not the old Republic, I do apologise, even though Bioware did make, has made an online service game and it's still going today in Star Wars, the old Republic, but Star Wars, the fallen order made by Respawn was actually one of the reasons why EA have kind of stepped back and gone to Bioware because it's coming out now that Dragon Age 4 was going to be a looter, an online service. Not a looter shooter, but an online service. And they've kind of seen what's happened with Anthem. They've seen its success with Star Wars Fallen Order. And they've gone back and gone, let's let just Bioware make that a single-player experience. Like the Dragon Ages before it. I mean, it is a crazy thing to get this far. I mean, it doesn't take much observation to see that's you know well, there's a bit of that and there is like the problem with those live service games and even to some degree these big open world games they require a lot of a player's time and if every game it kind of felt at one stage every game was aiming to be the same or, or achieve a very similar thing like there's only so many hours in a day and there's only so many hours a person can put into a game it's like you got a Fallout, you got your Anthem, you got your Destiny, you got your Call of Duty, you got your Fortnite, and all of these games are sort of striving to do the same thing. And as I said, with open world games, you've got your Assassin's Creed and your Watchdogs and all of these other things. And they're all none of them are short, quick games, but they're sort of these big involved open world live service and not all of them in what I've just mentioned of live service. Um I am aware of that before you point that out, but they all require a lot of time from the player. And it's like, especially when you start, they all, if you're going to have one company putting multiple ones of them out, it's like you'll almost start cannibalizing your own, your own products within the same kind of company. It's like, and I'm not saying necessarily that was the issue with Anthem. Like, I don't know who, what LCA really put out that would have been too similar to Anthem, but I guess it's just you know you play to your strengths like make the best game that you can make don't just sort of everyone else is doing this one other thing let's do that type of thing, you know Yeah, no, I, I agree with you, they shouldn't but I can see why they would want to go for it because it's lucrative and if you do get it right you can make a lot of money from it but let's just let's just hope that Bioware gets it right with this Mass Effect remake. Um, I, I would say they have to. I mean, I don't think they can really get it wrong. I don't think they no, can guess. get it wrong as well. Um, and then they can. Let's hope that this Dragon Age Four, which I'll be buying. You know what? It's it's crazy. Inquisition's the only Dragon Age I haven't played. I played the first two. Um, I played Dragon Age 1 and I played Dragon Age 2. I, I think they're both great games. I prefer number 1, but I did like number 2 as well. Um, so I didn't play number 3. I don't know why I haven't played number 3. And I kind of want to go back into it with um, Xbox Game Pass EA Play. 
we're not sponsored, but I always think it's worth bringing it up. Um, and it's, I think, it, hopefully they can make a good Dragon Age 4. I'll be supporting them and playing it and buying it. Um, and let's just hope then that can just get some momentum. That company needs a success. With this anthem kind of being, it, hopefully this ends a period of what I would like to call the blip period, the dark ages of Bioware. But if it doesn't, and Dragon Age 4 comes out, and it is a mess. I mean, I think single-player games have a little bit of a breathing space is that they're not a live service. They don't need to continually improve. Um, they can just come out. Well, everyone knows it can be done. Like I said, obviously, I mean, I, I will get to it at some point. What? Shoot me for this. The, 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 as in, like, The Witcher. I know oh. that's one that you hold very dear as a single player Greatest experience. Greatest one. Um, I mean, I thought Cyberpunk, uh, to me, I, I haven't played many kind of, of, I guess, that Xbox One era uh, or Xbox Series X, S and PlayStation 5 era. But to me, that felt, Cyberpunk felt new and refreshing in a way that I've not felt from, to some degree, on that kind of chip play level from a game for quite some sort of time, basically. Like it felt, it felt truly, and not obviously, I, I spoke to you about this in the week, not every game can do this because, yeah, but it did feel like that felt like a truly, as good as like Hitman 3 was like graphically and whatever. I didn't feel like a next-gen experience, but it's not to say that that makes it a bad game. But I felt Cyberpunk did, you know, it was upping the... And I know, I mean, sort of, I guess I was one of the lucky ones. I didn't (laughs) really have too much of a bad experience the way other people did. So I will put that out there. But that felt like a truly kind of next-gen experience to me, like something that I'd not experienced before and couldn't really imagine experiencing on the 360 or or something like that. It's like Hitman, with the exception of upgraded graphics, didn't feel like that was something that I couldn't experience on previous hardware, if you get, get my meaning. Like it was more of a sort of graphical improvement. Like I could have it didn't matter that that was a series eight. and I know obviously without going too off topic cyberpunk is aimed at the sort of last gen as it currently sort of is referred to at the moment as well but as I'm saying I kind of felt just like that that felt like a truly next gen sort of experience and uh, going back to the point like you those single player experiences a moment can still be done and done extremely well mm. well yeah i mean they can be done and they can be done ex- extremely well um uh, just that we can go from but um just moving back on to the topic obviously with anthem let's just hope that bioware can just get it together but anthem i mean it was a short-lived thing i mean i don't know what else to really say about it other than I don't think it'll be missed. I think it's a, it was a. It was clear that that game was never going to be successful. It doesn't have it. My only worry is it's the same people that are making it. But then again, it's not their forte. But then people say, but they did do Star Wars and that's Republic, which is still a live service that's running today. So it's not their first time 
it's their first time doing a loot or shooter, so maybe they could have drawn on those skills. Who knows? I'm just going to put this down to a bad experience. We've had Andromeda and we've had Anthem, and I feel well, like... I've not played Knights of the Old Republic, but people say that is... Mass Effect is Knights of the Old Republic, is what I've heard, basically... The, the, the first Mass Effect was a re felt almost like a reskinning of Knights. They just built their own sci fi world on kind of what had been done in the, a lot of the DNA of Knights of the Old Republic is in Mass Effect. And maybe that's what I've and maybe they have. Uh, I've heard that, 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 that game, Mass Effect and Knights of the Old Republic, share much more. I get that they are different, but the DNA between those games is much similar but it could be just purely in theme as they're both these sort of space opera type of uh things but um or it could be more of the gameplay i get the impression it's a bit both but as i said i've not played uh kotor as it's referred to um so i, I really can't say that for certain it's just what i've heard and well we don't know but let's just hope they can uh Get get it together because what happened with Anthem? I don't want to see it happen again. But <clears throat> I have a horrible feeling it will. I, I I have a horrible feeling, but we we can never we can't really. I don't want to speculate on what could be or what can't be. Um, well, yeah, you'll need to see a lot more, and it'd be interesting, I guess, to know whether Dragon Age is going to get uh, pushed back because if it was already going in one direction and now it's changing, does that? I mean, the development is now slightly... I mean, they're the things, I guess. How far through it was in going to this maybe life service thing and how much needs to be jigged around if it's going to now be more single-player focused. Obviously, Mass Effect is in the really early stages, so I don't reckon you'll be seeing that before 2026 or something like that. I, I think that's maybe 2025, but I think that's quite a way off Mass Effect. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. But who knows? But anyway, moving on into the show. Um, this week, we had a what you would like to call a Pokemon Direct, um, where Pokemon, um, obviously, they came out and they showed us the new games. Um, they showed us Shining Pearl. Yep. And brilliant diamonds. And the other brilliant diamonds. <laughs> I don't have my notes. You... Um, so shining pearl and brilliant diamond was the um, was the two remakes. Of course, diamond and pearl, which I think we I know I had one. I'm assuming you you had one as well, Sean. Um, on the yeah, I believe I had pearl. Yeah, I had diamonds. Um, which we both had on the three three sixty and the three. It's just a DS. It's just a DS. It wasn't a three D. Oh, was it not the three? Okay, I thought it was the three D one. Um, so they came out. So they've done that. Um, they brought that game out. Um, and to, you know, I don't think I had any on the three D one. Well, move. This ain't your life. <laughs> <laughs> but moving on, um, so they released those. Um, it's not being done by the Pokemon Game Freak company, the remakes. So I believe you told me um, it's done by the, the original game director who did this, who did them back in the day, is still the game director on these remakes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the game director of Diamond and Pearl is still overseeing... Uh, God, I can't remember the name of the new company that's... Uh, sort of doing it but yeah he's still overseeing it with this 
this new company. Well, they're not a new company because uh, they've worked on, I mean, people, as soon as they heard this other company name, sort of went through all the other stuff that they've worked on. They've got a pretty, I don't know how much involvement they've had in all these other games, but they've got a pretty um, impressive sort of list of games that they've worked on, including your Yakuza that you seem to like. Apparently they've worked on that. Interesting. Um, but yeah, so they've come out um, basically... They've released, they released, they kind of said that these are coming at the end of this year. Um, <clears throat> just these remakes of the same Pokemon game that you played many, well, many times, I suppose how many times you played um, Diamond and Pearl. Um, the graphics, obviously. So they're faithful remakes. So they're almost like a one-to-one sort of mm-hmm. uh, on the grid and that. And then you have that, <laughs> which some people like that chibi style that sort of um, toy-looking <laughs> sort of style. I heard the um, word Lego mentioned. I don't know. A lot of people refer to it as chibi, but um, it's a bit like uh, Link's Awakening, but a lot of people would say Link's Awakening actually looks pretty decent. Uh, it was a shame that they maybe didn't go the full range, but as I'm sure you're about to point out later, and many other people point out, which I won't disagree with, Game Freak aren't known for pushing the boundaries and the, the, the graphic. I know this isn't by Game Freak, but even so, they're not known for pushing the, the boundaries in the graphical sort of department with Pokemon. Yeah. Well, yes, they're not known for pushing the, the um, graphics um, obviously with Pokemon at all. Um it's basically it's uh, well yeah they're not amazingly known for the graphics and so they came out but that, that to me was a sideshow that to me is like nah, i'm not even really gonna register that what was more interested was the actual um kind of the new game the pokemon legends game that they announced so this is going to be done by the game freak development team they're actually finally, and I know people will rejoice across the land when they saw that, and you know there'll be parties in the streets um, when it does come out. Is that they're actually changing the formula? I know it sounds crazy that the formula they've been doing for twenty years um, is suddenly going to take a change, and it, it, it boggles your mind of how it's been going on. For well, this it's time. not changing the formula necessarily; it's just changing the sort of. Uh, the execution and what because obviously essentially you kind of do the same i mean one of the biggest changes obviously appears that there won't be any gyms in this new game because it takes place before any of that is established or evolved but the formula is still going out there and catching them all that that underlining thing and the pokemon still having the four moves and the battling battling is still in place it's just the execution making it a bit more of a fluid fluid open world style you know i mean and don't get me wrong i I mean i'm pretty excited for it because and most pokemon players will be it's like what they would have imagined obviously even going back probably to the game boy days like being able to go into an open world and fully sort of explore obviously on the Game Boy, it's just appreciate the technology wouldn't have been able to handle it. But obviously, since moving to the Switch, and I've told you this many times after getting Super Mario Odyssey and Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, people were so hopeful that 
the next Pokemon entry on that system would get the same kind of overhaul that both those, granted they're both Nintendo products, whereas obviously Pokemon is done by Game Freak under the Pokemon company. And even though Nintendo have a stake in that, they don't, to my knowledge, they don't directly work on the games themselves. That is a purely Game Freak make the games, even though Nintendo have the uh, stake in the Pokemon company. Um, So, yeah, a lot of people have been hoping for that Breath of the Wild moment with the Pokemon series that just hasn't come. Uh, I'm of the belief that this is a... I've heard this mentioned a number of times and I would be of this theory that this game will be a bit of a tester. Um, Like, I kind of almost saw Sword and Shield as a bit of a tester in that direction in introducing the wild area. And then with the DLC having those sections completely wild area like because in the main game of sword and shield as soon as you go into a town you go back to that fixed camera perspective it's not you know that sort of top down but not quite um in in sword and shield but the camera's fixed and you you're very restricted like a traditional pokemon game but in the wild area it's a lot more as you would expect with any kind of 3d open world uh, free roaming kind of game in those those sections but there's just one section where you can kind of do that all the rest is locked and quite linear um, but the DLC expanded to some degree upon that like you didn't have towns as such too much in the DLC you had, this, you had one town in the second DLC and a dojo gym in the first DLC so you didn't really get to explore places but they allowed you to go into that kind of open world sort of environment ish and then I feel Pokemon Legends Arceus which is due out early next year is what they're saying um, is again an expansion on that idea and people say if that goes well they will then take what they've learned from that game and this is my hope and then when the next Pokemon the next sort of one in the mainline series of gen which will introduce gen 9 will then take a more polished version of what we have in pokemon legends and then give everyone that experience that they've been wanting like i see legends as that i don't know what you want to call it this awkward teenage years as it were of that pokemon transition in that sort of I don't think everyone's going to get what they want from Legends, but it's going to be that stepping stone to get to that place what people, where people, where a lot of people would like the series to kind of end up. Yeah, well, let's hope it does. I mean, my only, I mean, I, I completely agree with you. Like, if they can get that done, um, if, they, if this is the good, I mean, I'm just relieved that they actually are doing something with this franchise something that seems to have got a lot of people interested in you know a lot of hype around that game it won't sell as well as the core one because it's almost like it's being treated as a kind of a spin-off as in pokemon legends it's not it's it's... gonna be interesting it's because 
it's it's hard to know for certain because there's definitely people and I've been one myself surprise surprise but have bought both versions yeah, of I'm sure. the games <laughs> so it it's interesting to know how much of the sales for that mainline series how much inflation in sales is actually there due to people buying sort of multiple copies type of as it were like for example of buying sword and shield type of thing how much of that goes on for into you know is it 10 percent of that user base is it 50 percent? you know it's hard to know how how many people might just be happy with you know the one title and that will be that um just the fact that legend is such a big jump for the series and the switch has got will obviously have such a big install base by that like it will be some people reckon that be in the 100 million units by that stage uh, by this time sort of next year um means it's got an incredibly you know it'd be in the top five console um sales of all time so it'll have a big install base, this brand new Pokemon that everyone's worked. Like, will that be, would that kind of put it in a good position that allows it to do well? I mean, I did see something, which I think I sent to you on uh, YouTube, where, and I kind of share this opinion, but like, depending on when it comes out next year, like they said early, but does that mean they're going to try and get it out the end, I would say the end of that fiscal year? Or does that mean they're going to push it to the sort of Q2? I mean, my belief is they would probably push it more to a Q2 um, because some people say if you're going to get the most likely release date for Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl is going to be November. Would you then, I don't know, those games, Pokemon games, generally sell well. Like they're not just a hit on their launch; they they have quite a sort of tail on them um, in terms of sales. Like to have another one come out, I don't know, within six months of another. Granted, they are remakes, so they never they're not going to hit like what Sword and Shield did. Um, uh, they'll probably do sort of around that sort of 10 million units sort of mark, maybe 10 to 12, I'd imagine Diamond and Pearl remakes will probably hit um, sort of combined. Um, it's just if, for example, if they did try and tie it in with like the 26th anniversary of Poke or Pokemon Day, you know, that February or slash March of next year, I don't know, would that just be too close for some people to then... Don't get me wrong, the fans would be there, but like, would it just, would they want to give uh, Diamond and Pearl more room to breathe before you then have another? I, I personally see it as more of a sort of May, June release person. So um, don't get me wrong, I know they said, because May and June is not early 2022, but I do see that game getting pushed back or delayed if, I, if I'm perfectly if I it's just obviously my opinion I've got no basis for this I would be I, I think it will do better in a sort of May June sort of release heading into that 
sort of summer period. I think the uh, Pokemon company always normally do a sort of announcement around May time as well. So I don't know if it would sort of uh, fall in with anything like that as well. But um, yeah, I, I just think if they was going for March, it just might be too close to when the other ones come out. Well, we Unless they surprise us all and Diamond and Pearl actually well, come out in like September, then I think then a March one wouldn't be so bad. Well, who knows? I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll have to wait and see, but even if it comes out, but if it comes out early. But it's just nice that they're trying something else. This is what I kind of want Pokemon to do. Um, my expectations are low um, for a Pokemon games as they are, and, uh, so it wouldn't be hard to meet my expectations. But I'll be correct in that you're not buying. I oh. would buy this one. I would actually go buy this one. Just to try it out. Because you told me... I know, I was thinking about it, John. That okay. unless... No, but you told me you would you will be hesitant to ever revisit the Pokemon series. I would unless it's Gen One. Well, I would give them the benefit of the and doubt. And this isn't Gen One, so I'll I'm give them the of... benefit of the doubt this time round. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. I wish it was Gen One, to be honest. I think a lot of people wish it was Gen One, but I don't think I think you're in the minority. Oh wow. We can there have... is gonna be Gen One Pokemon in there. But the fact you want exclusivity on Gen 1 every time, there's only so many, as I think I said to you on our Pokemon discussion, you can only be, it's like when people get sick of Green Hill Zone in Sonic the Hedgehog, it's the most recognisable act in that game. And it's like, there's only so many times you can keep, some people feel like, I've played through this level so many times, it's almost like, and some people feel like, you're showing me, Gen 1 Pokemon every time like people you know you've got people so many different age groups that and Gen 1 always has representation do you really need all 151 there well, every time I don't think that's what we're going to get 100 and I don't know how many Gen how many Pokemon in Gen 4 um, apparently there's about 100 oh okay that makes uh, sense no 150 I think 150 okay, that maybe that makes sense because I, I can't imagine they'll all be in here I can't imagine they'll have them all in this game I could be wrong but I just it'll be, it'll be surprising it'll be a nice surprise um, if they do but I just can't imagine it but um, I just yeah I would prefer it if they did have Gen 1 just so I know where, where I stand but I will buy it nonetheless if if it does look like a marked improvement, because I do think you need to support these new ideas, I will not sell better than unfortunately the remake or Sword and Shield because it is because people will see it as a as a kind of a spin off as a something different. This ain't a core Pokemon game, even though I wish this is what the poor poor core Pokemon games were. I do think they need to change, and this is some change that they're trying to do. I. I really don't know. I think, like I was saying, that Switch install base and every game on the Switch is doing, you know, don't get me wrong, I'm really curious to know are they going to, Nintendo will struggle to repeat the success of the Switch because it has been so good. Like the Breath of the Wild has been the best Zelda ever. It's like, I think even Mario Odyssey has been the best 3D Mario selling game ever. Like, each one of their sort of core franchises has done better than it's ever done on the Switch type of thing. And uh, granted that some of them, like Breath of the Wild and Odyssey, have introduced sort of new mechanics and new um, takes on their sort of gameplay styles and stuff uh, for what those series are known for. But 
so I, that's the only reason that kind of gives me hope that this will actually probably sell fairly decently. It will sell. It will sell well I because know. it's Pokemon. I mean, it will. I, I, but it will not sell. My thing is, it will not sell as well. I mean, I hope to God that it sells better than um, Pearl and Diamonds, Brilliant Diamonds and Shining Pearl. I hope to God, but I'm not convinced that it will um, sell better than those. I hope it does. Because I can't imagine a remake. I mean, it's just a state of affairs of a remake of a game that's doesn't is out. So the thing is, that's the tricky one because I think there will be people. I will buy one of those. I definitely won't be buying both. I will buy one of Diamond and Pearl. Um, money just because. Well, no, I, I've got no issue playing buy me one. one of those. <laughs> I know. I'm not going to buy you one. Bands, but. Uh, uh, well, no, I'm not going to buy two. That's the point I'm making. But I, I, everyone, I would say everyone that's buying Diamond and Pearl in the most case will be picking up um, um, Legends Arceus. I would imagine that is going to be the case for probably a good 80% of uh, those Diamond and Pearl sales. I think that you're most right. people will be invested enough to for that big as you said, leap forward in trying something different. Because, um, like I said, the, 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 I mean, they didn't become like one of the biggest or the biggest sort of property or, or franchise in the world, to, you know, for not having a, a big enthusiastic fan base. Um, no, you're absolutely right. They, they did it that way. My only thing is, it's not. It, it's just because it's not a considered to be a traditional Pokemon game. People, I mean, one thing that Pokemon is known for is, is accessibility, and this does not look accessible. Um, maybe from the outset, I don't know. Time will tell. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I was gonna say there needs to be a lot. I mean, you've shown very little. I mean, as I said, you saw walking in a field and throwing a Pokeball, and it was just, yeah, that didn't feel like it was, um, didn't feel as if it was unaccessible to people type of thing. Like, um, yeah, so I, I just, like you said, we're going to get another direct or Pokemon whatever later in the year. I don't expect we'll probably hear from this game again until sort of November time. Like, it might crop up here or there, perhaps. To, and if anything goes off the rails and they need to delay it, but I don't think I think the focus going forward will be on the the remakes. Um, obviously, you've got the the one thing we forgot to mention is they showed the new trailer for Pokemon Snap that most people are pretty uh, happy and excited about um, and like the look of that um, that that game. Um, and obviously, like I said, they sometimes do an event or announcement in the summer, uh, sort of, well, just before the summer May time. So whether they'll uh, give an update on Pokemon Unite, the mobile game made by Tencent, um, which I know you're pretty pumped for. I am very pumped. You will not believe a mobile game about Pokemon is the most pumped I've been about Pokemon for a long time. I'll be looking forward to that but again it's something new someone's doing something with this franchise something new with this franchise same thing with pokemon go i think what was so successful when i got into pokemon go is because something new with the franchise so something the franchise that i like i won't say love 
but a franchise I like very much. And it's just something new. Let me into let me experience this franchise in a different way. And that's what I really am looking forward to is that that's why that game has my attention, is that I'm I'm not a big mobile. I've never played mobile before because they don't really exist on consoles. I'm sure they they do, but I've never really been one to go. And I would play League of Legends, but it's not on consoles. But just having that thing, just give me something that I haven't seen before. And I'll be there. I'll be there. Uh, if you're Canadian, apparently the the beta for it's that closed beta, yeah. yeah, is open right now. Um, so if you are, yeah, if you can get in there, and if I can get into it, you know what? I'll be changing my location. You haven't done that for well, a couple of years. You won't because uh, <laughs> you won't. I know. because you, you you need an Android phone. It won't work on iPhone. Oh, so oh, just well. to throw that in there. No. Um, Why would you break a man's dream? Why would you do? And it? then obviously you've got. I mean, they've been pretty silent on Pokemon Sleep, which they announced in 2019, and the Detective Pikachu sort of re-release um, for the Switch version. Can't Again, that's gone that. silent. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying these are. I'm not saying these are important. I'm just saying these are things that were announced but have gone dark for like (laughs) a year and a half type of thing. Like they've never been mentioned again. Like they introduced Pokemon Sleep and a re-release for Pokemon uh, Detective Pikachu, and because I think people were interested in that game because it was strangely you might. Quite like it's a story driven sort of game. Uh, <laughs> well, go well you me. like you said you like story, yeah, it's a give story him. with Pokemon. Oh, I gotta give him credit for trying, I suppose. You gotta, gotta give him some props for that, but I won't be holding my painted breath for coming out with that. But we'll see. I mean, Pokemon to me is a franchise that we just cannot, it's, it's, it's like Star Wars, even when it's bad, it will succeed. And it would just—it's a victim of its success that it, it doesn't need to try anymore. But the, the only reason I disagree with you on that is because don't get me wrong, there's a lot of people that love Star Wars, but I would say even those people that like Star Wars would say Star Wars isn't necessarily in a good place. Pokemon, although people, yeah, I'm not saying it doesn't make money, but to, to but you're sort of saying like I would sort of say those franchises are viewed very different. Pokemon, although I wish there was like a lot of people a bit more innovation in the series no one's i don't feel pokemon comes under the same kind of people still enjoy those things like i don't see i could be wrong maybe there was there is a whole subset of people that for episode nine and episode eight you know that new trilogy with the you know some of the the best cinema ever created (laughs) i i could I could be wrong. I just get the impression that so they're locked up in Star there. Wars is is a bit more sort of divisive. I feel Pokemon in general, it could be more innovative, but at the same time, it's not. You know, it's not turning droves and droves. People, there's things about it that people like, and those things massively outweigh the fact that that franchise isn't as innovative as as they wish it could be. At the end of the day, people like its whole tagline is a got to catch them all, and that's what people enjoy about it. Whether they're doing it on Pokemon Go, whether they do it, and obviously it branches out into it's that sort of collectability of all the sort of different Pokemon. And as I've mentioned before, that you know, 
the fact you've had got these Pokemon, don't get me wrong, they make a ridiculous amount of money for people through it, and sometimes I agree it's probably overpriced, but you know, the idea that you can have Pokemon from, you know, some of your old games and take them through on Pokemon Bank, or which is now obviously Pokemon Home, and you know, you could have Pokemon, some people probably got Pokemon older than their kids. You know, you know, but you you get what I mean. Like they, you know, they probably got Pokemon that they started raising back in like oh, you know, I mean, the early two thousands. We're talking about the the core of the no, hardest. But for example, core. like so, I don't know but, but anyone for, like that. No, but for example, anyone. But yeah, but you don't because how many Pokemon players you play with? You do you mix with? I know, but we're talking about a hardcore. Group. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're talking hardcore here. I mean, that is, I mean, every game's got those fanatics. Every game's got those fanatics. Yeah, no, but what I'm saying is you can carry that stuff with you. Everyone's got memories of, you know, you've probably got memories of old FIFA games or Call of Duty matches you've had, but you can't take those characters or those matches with you. Like some people, to, so, I think that's part of where its success lies, is that ability to take the you know because for example i mean time obviously flies but my pokemon go is nearly four years old and you would argue people got pokemon on there that yeah i do if they I'm, started. Not gonna, I'm not gonna take them with me <laughs> they're just there but to some degree you yeah but to some if you get what i mean to some degree that you already have uh, they're the sitting within the app and you haven't they don't need to necessarily sit in home do they people sort of have those I'm just saying some people yeah and I'm not saying everyone so don't you know, no no really we're, we're talking about that blanket thing to so I'm not saying every Pokemon fan like is taking their gen one Pokemon no we're talking about a, through, a percentage like a percentage of a one percent here we're talking about a very small minority because they're fanatics in my opinion people that are doing that you're a fanatic you're a fanatic a fan and there's people there's nothing against it but they're Small minority, but I don't know what, what point we're going on to. But that was our conversation anyway, wrapping it up. That was a conversation about Pokemon and Anthem. Thank you for making us part of your week. We always appreciate it. Um, again, don't worry, the email is coming. We're going to have a we're going to have a community uh, section, not this week, but the next week, because I do get we do get reviews. You may not know this, Sean. We do get reviews on um, iTunes. I do get notified. Actually, don't know if it's iTunes. I think it's Spotify that we get reviews. So there are people that want to communicate with us, but I don't think no how to communicate with us so that is my thing is that we're gonna next week i'll give you an email address i would like to hear some comments questions or complaints not too many complaints and you can't put a complaint in either sean that you don't like the host just so you know (laughs) (laughs) um and then we're gonna hope back and there's a way that we can communicate with the people that listen because i say we, we don't do this for anyone but it's nice to know that there's someone out there who likes to throw away an hour of their life every week listening to us. But anyway, moving on. But thank you for making us part of this week, and we hope to see you next week. It's goodbye for me.